Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Ross Menke. Ross, are you ready to do this? Hey, George. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Let's do this. Ross is a CFP and the founder of Lindale Financial. He is a fiduciary advisor as well, meaning that he puts his clients' interests above his own at all times. I'm excited to have you on. Ross, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, um, so I'm originally from South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, born and raised, and uh, then moved to uh, Nashville, Tennessee here in, uh, in 2015, Then um, founded my, my firm, Window Financial, in uh, the fall of 2016. Nice. And like you said, a, uh, a fee-only firm, and uh, so don't sell any products or anything like that. Um, just uh, get paid directly by my clients to uh, provide them some advice. Um, and I've been in the, the finance, financial advice industry since uh, 2010 when I graduated from Iowa State University. Um, and then uh, after working for a few years at a couple different companies uh, is when I uh, broke off to, to start my own firm. So um, I think uh, most of my clients are in there. Uh, 30s and 40s and help them managing their household finances and helping uh, newlywed couples uh, merge their finances together and manage investment accounts and things like that. Excellent. And you and I were talking a little bit beforehand that I've been to South Dakota on, on many occasions. My grandpa actually was raised right. on, a, on a farm in South Dakota and it's not a common thing to, uh, to meet folks from South Dakota because there just aren't that many of you, but... Yeah, that's exactly right. It's uh, it's certainly fun uh, meeting somebody that's that's been there because yeah, like I said, there's just not many people can point to it on a map, but um, <laughs> it is a it is it is a wonderful place. Other than uh, some harsh winters, but that's okay. That's just how it goes. So, Ross, I'm 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 curious from your experience um, working with folks, getting their financial lives together. If they're individuals or there are two folks getting married and bringing the world together, what's an area that you found um, if people were able to or when people do make an improvement, if, if they can, uh, creates the biggest return for them? Yeah, I think as far as as far as the, you know, numbers wise, uh, I find that the uh, especially for uh, this day and age uh, with the, the, the cost of of homes um, that kind of, I mean, one of the, the two biggest pain points in, in a family's budget is, is generally the, um, is the mortgage payment and, and car purchases. And sometimes that's simultaneously along with, uh, with paying down student loans. Um, and so if, if a household, you know, can, can reduce their, their mortgage and their, and their car payments, that uh, certainly, provides them the opportunity to improve their finances a lot for uh, whether that's getting started investing or, uh, you know, you know, maxing out their, their employer sponsored retirement plans uh, by, by reducing some of those fixed expenses that allows them the opportunity to uh, create wealth uh, outside of their, outside of their home and, or just uh, if they need, if they 
need some extra room in the in the budget to to spend money in more enjoyable areas like traveling. Uh, keeping those fixed expenses uh, down goes a long ways and can really make some big improvements in the in their lives. Yeah, I think that that housing costs and it's exa- I think it's exactly what you said. It's housing and transportation that takes the biggest bite out of people's budgets. And I read last week or two weeks ago that that rents have increased by 30% over the past 10 years. And unfortunately, 30% of millennials that bought a home recently took money out of retirement accounts to do so. And you and I mm-hmm. both live in markets where I think the real estate is is going up pretty quickly. And so if you make a bad decision about where to live or purchase a home that's too expensive, that can really take a bite out of your, or I guess, damage your ability to be financially successful long term. So it's such an important thing to, to, to weigh. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, especially we've seen it here recently with, uh, with interest rates going up a bit. Um, uh, that's, you know, with mortgage rates getting, in, you know, where they were just a few years ago in the, in the low 3% range to now uh, in the four and a half uh, plus percent range that that mortgage payment is getting higher and higher um, for and since house values haven't gone down proportionately um, it's you know buying a buying a home today just eats up uh, that much more of the budget so uh, and it's such a long-term decision and you know really locking it in that uh, that it's it's important to to really making sure that you're, you don't in a way become house poor and putting uh, too too much of your budget towards uh, towards that fixed expense, and that's tough advice for people to take. And maybe it's even impossible because it's such an emotional decision. So, yeah, yeah, and the you know the home is it's not only a, a financial decision, but it's you know, like it, it's your home. So it's it's what you know it's it's a it's a valuable piece of your family, and and you know picking out you know, the right area to live, the right part of town. Um, oftentimes that can come with a cost, but um, doing, you know, anything you can to keep that cost low is, uh, is, is important. No, no doubt about it. So there's so much stuff for us to worry about. <laughs> so much stuff for, for, for people to worry about. And it's, it's a list that's probably growing and growing and growing. But do you find uh, that there are certain areas that are on the minds of your clients most commonly? Yeah, when a, especially when a, a client comes to me for the first time, or if you will, a prospective client, um, they usually come to me with a list of concerns, and uh, it, they've usually just gotten to a point where there's, there's the list has gotten too long, where they where they want to hire me for their for help. Um, but I mean, it's it's nothing groundbreaking, but it, it is just those the number of, of things just adding up, and it, you know it's especially for younger couples, it's making sure that they're properly managing their, their monthly budget. So they're not living paycheck to paycheck, um, making sure that they're saving enough for their future retirements and other financial goals. Um, you know, if they, if they want to find you know, some money, if they want to, you know, whether it's travel more or taking care of uh, a family member, um, you know, just how, how can they, how can they achieve those, those goals? Uh, making sure that they're protecting their assets with uh, the right right amount, right types of insurance, estate plans, and reducing their 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 tax bills. 
uh, just a whole host of things that, that can keep them up. Um, but oftentimes it's just that uh, the, the complexity often, often catches up to them and they've gotten to a point in life where they uh, prefer to, to, to look for outside advice for that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it seems like uh, if you were to turn on or if, if you did turn on financial media or open up the internet to some kind of a financial page, you would see a thousand other things that people are, you know, that supposedly are focused on. But in reality, it's all too often if we just really focused on the fundamentals like sticking to a budget or having a budget and then making sure that we're consistently saving, that would probably get us going in the right direction. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's like anything in life with it's just creating the right habits uh, from the beginning and, you know, simple things like just automating your various savings and investments um, so that you don't have to, you know, monitor it on such a frequent basis or, uh, you know, take action on it repeatedly so that, you know, create automatic habits uh, and what systems really kind of take the reins um, and in doing that and setting things up the right way and then just monitoring that progress over time um, really helps uh, someone kind of set themselves up for, for success instead of uh, potentially kind of getting in their own way. Like, just like you said, uh, you know, watching, watching the financial news or, you know, uh, anything like that, um, that can kind of take them off course or distract them from their, their real priorities. I was, uh, I was reading one of your blog posts and um, I saw that, that one of your, one of the thoughts in, in one of the recent posts was the more frequently that you're looking at your balances, the greater potential for behavioral mistakes. And that made me think of a, a line I heard years ago, which was uh, your investment accounts are like a bar of soap. The more you touch them, the smaller it gets. So I thought that that was good advice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, that obviously you you still want to 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 monitor and, and keep an eye and make sure you know maybe maybe if you if you thought you had set up automatic contributions, you want to confirm that those aren't going through and uh, you know making sure that there aren't uh, miscellaneous expenses taken out of your account that you don't know about. Uh, so I mean, you certainly want to do your own due diligence and and. You know, be proactive in, in monitoring those. Um, but the, the day to day, you know, watching of the, the, the markets or the investments that you have, um, you know, in the short term, those things fluctuate. Uh, but it, uh, really that having a, a long-term perspective, uh, will, will kind of help you out in the long run. Yeah. I think it's, it's definitely essential. Everything you're talking about, automating making sure and, and monitoring that everything's doing what it's supposed to but not not getting letting your emotions um cause you to uh do something uh foolish by by by, by looking at the swings um and kind of going back to what we we're talking about a minute ago about reading financial media and things like that we are i think or at least i am um interested in shiny objects it's like that it's like that dog from the movie Up when it sees a squirrel, it, it, it runs away from, from whatever it was doing. And things like cryptocurrency um, and wanting to invest in Apple because it's now a trillion dollar company. 
those are all fun and exciting things to talk about, but not necessarily in line with a good long-term strategy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just important to accept that you're, you know, over the course of your investing lifetime, you're not going to hit every, you know, every home run or however you want to say it, but um, you know, there's, there's going to be opportunities that you miss out on uh, whether it's investing or the, you know, the, the latest fad diet or whatever it may be, there's always going to be something out there that you just can't, you just can't hit every opportunity and take advantage of everything. So you just have to stay focused on you know, creating a plan from the onset and, and sticking to it and know that it's what's best for you. Um, and so I found that the best way to do that as far as investing goes is really to, to keep things as simple as possible. Um, and fortunately today with, with technology and, and how low cost index funds are, um, you can really get the, the, the main principles of investing down uh, pretty easily and, and set up uh, without a whole lot of effort um, and to really you know, help you out in the long run. Um, and just kind of setting that up for today and, and focusing on uh, you know, continuing to contribute to those accounts and increasing those contributions over time, creating those good habits, and then uh, you know being comfortable with with what you set up and and sticking to the plan. Uh, because yeah, if if you do uh, try and try and the time in the market or invest in the latest craze. Uh, eventually those things uh, wash out and uh, you might be left left behind so yeah i think that that people have a tendency to to forget that in order to to actually beat the market you have to be right twice and not not just once because you have to get in before everybody else realizes it so that's one piece of timing and then you also have to get out at the right time and that's really what makes it difficult for certainly individual investors but institutional money managers to be successful beating the market as well so um well something else i'm curious about is um what do you find that people really have a hard time doing that if they were able to change that behavior would make the biggest difference you know i think uh sometimes you 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 uh you really some of my clients will have a tough time reducing their their household budget any further than what they have. Say they're, you know, they've got their mortgage payment and uh, their car situation, like we discussed earlier. Um, maybe that's maybe that isn't a good spot. Uh, but then, you know, raising a family is is expensive, and so having having you know one or or three kids, whatever it may be, and daycare. Um, you know, the, the budget gets pretty tight pretty quick. And so sometimes you just can't reduce your, your monthly spending really any further um, or without making huge sacrifices in, in lifestyle. Um, and so I think a huge opportunity then is, is, to, is to find ways to increase your income because you know, the, the basics of creating wealth you know, come from you know, spending less than you make and investing the difference. And so there's obviously two, two uh, line items there as far as uh, what the income is and, and what the spending is, what's coming in and what's going out. And so finding a way to increase that income, whether that's through raises at your, at your current job, uh, you know, it's, or 
taking a, a higher paying job at a new company or adding in additional streams of income. Like a, today, we hear all the time about side hustles. Um, you know, those can be either in line and in, in kind of in conjunction with your with your work and your profession, or sometimes they can be complete passion projects that are totally opposite of what you do day to day. Because um, then, even just bringing in, even if it's a couple hundred dollars per month of of whether it's something you make or something you do that adds value uh, to your community, if you can uh, to make make a little bit extra income, that couple hundred dollars can go a really long way, whether that's, you know, to achieve your goals or whether that's paying down debts, starting to invest or, or, you know, doing fun things finally with your family to going on a family vacation or something like that. Um, it's, it's difficult to, to add uh, either additional income or another source of income. Um, but the, the individuals that do achieve that and do take action on that, um, they really reap the rewards uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, I totally agree that small little bits, maybe they don't seem like a lot, but over time, $100 here, $100 there makes an enormous difference, exactly what you said. So, Ross, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, I think it's really important to to track your, your spending and your net worth on a regular basis uh, because without knowing where you currently stand, it's really difficult to make a plan for where you'd like to go. Um, so what I encourage people to do is, especially if, if they have a significant other, is to have a, a monthly or maybe it's a quarterly uh, money date night with your significant other. Uh, sit down, review your spending, total up your accounts, your various investment accounts and your net worth, and and see if, if where you're spending your money is in line with your family goals and priorities and uh, making sure that you're always on the same page and, and keeping a uh, open line of communication when it comes to money um, in the in the household and between uh, between each other because um, the money can be a, a very sensitive subject and it's best to have those those conversations on a on a regular basis well that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on come on so Ross, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Yeah, my my uh, firm's website is lindalefinancial.com and uh, also write, like you mentioned, uh, write a weekly blog post on there so you can sign up uh, on the on the newsletter web or uh, subscription link and uh, then also I'm on Twitter um, and my handle is at Ross V Menke. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Ross your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Check out his website and definitely check out his weekly blog. That is definitely There is definitely a ton of good stuff on there and follow him on Twitter as well. I will list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Ross. Thanks for having me, George. This is great. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!